Hey everybody, I recorded an episode of Nintendo Switchcraft earlier today, and I'm not happy with the quality. Not happy with the quality. I feel like I was struggling to get the thoughts out of my head, and uh, I, I, I got up and I walked away. And uh, I came back later and sat down and I tried to re-record the whole episode. I threw the whole episode away and, and was going to do one from scratch. You know, try again. And I just, I ran into the same problem. I couldn't articulate the things that I wanted to talk about. So, unfortunately, there is no episode of Nintendo Switchcraft today. So, what the hell are you listening to right now? Well, you're going to listen to, I mean, if you want to stick around... Uh, you're going to listen to a bonus little episode where I've, I've grabbed, um, the most recent episode of 143 pixels and I'm dropping it on this feed here because my guess is if you like Nintendo Switchcraft, you're probably going to like this episode of 143 pixels. It is about Luigi's Mansion 3. My friend Brian Dunaway joined me and we talked about, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and we had a really, really great conversation. And uh, I know that that every single episode that I post, it's somebody's first time listening to the show. So there's a chance that somebody out there is listening to this right now, and they have never heard of 143 pixels. It doesn't. It's not quite as visible as Nintendo Switchcraft. So I'm going to drop that episode right here for you guys to listen to. If you've already listened to this episode on the 143 pixels feed, feel free to just delete it and move on. Uh, but thank you for downloading it. Uh, if uh, if if you listen to this and you decide, hey, this is a really good show. I want to hear more of this. Well, guess what? If you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows, you can check it out there. Or you can uh, go to uh, anchor.fm slash 143. That will work as well. Or whatever device you are listening to this on right now, if you just type... 143 pixels you'll find it and you can subscribe to that show and uh thank you for giving it a shot all right i'm gonna shut the hell up now and uh here comes 143 pixels with brian dunaway and we're talking all about luigi's mansion Welcome to 143 Pixels, I'm Bill, and we're here to talk about games we love. Every episode, I bring a friend, and that friend brings a game. This week, my friend is Brian Dunaway, and the game that he brought is Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Brian is a podcaster, a comic artist, a Twitch streamer, and generally a very, very funny guy. I met Brian through some mutual friends from my time on America's Next Top Podcaster, Um we had had a couple of conversations, and then when he decided to try and work on his Twitch stream, uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, how does this stuff work? Asking me a couple of like setup uh, things because he saw my Twitch stream and thought it looked nice. So you know, we were talking through that, and then eventually I said, hey, man, do you want to come on 143 Pixels? And he said, oh, hi. Uh, that's what he always says is, oh, hi. So 
He's got a bunch of different shows. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of pans in the fire, as it were. He's got a movie uh, podcast called Film Sack. Uh, he also has a video game podcast called The Boop Show, which is, like I said, is about video games. He has tons of websites, including Comics Coast to Ghost, Dunaway Deals, Alt.Games. So make sure that you check him out over at BrianDunaway.com. Uh, and you can also find him on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway, and you can find him on Twitch at Brian Dunaway. Uh, he quite often, I think like two or three times a week, he's streaming on Twitch, and he's always fun to watch. He's a really, really good Twitch streamer, in my opinion. Now that I've told you a little bit about my guest, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll we'll come back and we'll talk all about the game he picked, which is Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, one of my favorites. You've got one night to save Mario from the supernatural. Luigi's Mansion, only for Nintendo GameCube. Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube is an action game developed and published by Nintendo. It was directed by Hideki Kono, and it was composed by Kaumi Totaka. The release date for the game was September 14th, 2001 in Japan, and it later came to Europe and the United States in November that same year. Critically, Luigi's Mansion received generally positive reviews, and reviewers praised the game's graphics design as well as gameplay. GameSpot stated that Luigi's Mansion featured some refreshing ideas and flashes of brilliance. Nintendo Power praised the game for being very enjoyable while it lasts, kind of a jab at its uh, short playtime, uh, with its clever puzzles and innovative gameplay. GameSpy said that the game features great visuals, imaginative game design, and some classic Nintendo magic. GamePro said that the game is a masterful example of game design. And Game Revolution said that the graphics are quite beautiful and the interesting game mechanics are enjoyable. Overall, everybody who has played this game has said that it's fantastic. Although, when it was first unveiled, a lot of consumers were unhappy with the idea of not being a Mario game. A lot of people wanted it to be a Mario game, but it turned out to be a really good game anyway. And like all good games, it sold really well. It sold roughly 2.19 million units, which on the GameCube is very, very respectable. On the back of the box, it says that Luigi has won a mansion. The bad news is it's crawling with ghosts and Mario seems to be trapped inside. Luigi is in for a spooktacular surprise as he creeps into the pitch-dark mansion he won, armed only with a flashlight and a vacuum custom-made for sucking up ghosts. Ghosts lurk in every nook and cranny. You'll have to master the Poltergust 3000 to vacuum them all up. Jewels, coins, and cash are hidden throughout the mansion, and finding it all will be worth your while. You'll have to solve the mansion's many mysteries to catch a gallery of quirky ghouls such as the fire-belching Mr. Lugs. Deep inside the mansion hide elusive boss ghosts like Bogmire, each with ghastly powers and a ghostly bone to pick with Luigi. After completing special medals, you'll be able to shoot fire, water, and ice from your vacuum in order to unearth secrets and thwart 
extra eerie ghosts. Originally, a lot of people looked at this and they said, hold on, you're sucking up uh, ghosts with a device that you wear on your back? Um, hello, Ghostbusters. Well, a apparently, and I, I couldn't actually find the, the actual source of this, but according to Moby Games, uh, it says here that Nintendo was sued by the production company that owns the, the rights to Ghostbusters claiming that using a vacuum to suck up ghosts was, in fact, copyright infringement, but for some reason, the case was dropped. Luigi's Mansion was built with the intention of being 3D. In fact, all GameCube systems support the display of stereoscopic 3D. However, Nintendo decided against using this because the add-on would actually cost more than the GameCube itself. It just goes to show that Nintendo has really wanted us to have 3D for a very, very long time. The Virtual Boy being an example, of course. Uh, as far as spoilers go for the interview, I don't think that they got too bad. We talked a lot about the GameCube itself. It's kind of spoilery, but it's, it's, it's a super old game, and the story isn't very important to the game itself. I mean, for me, I feel like it's all about the gameplay. All right, now that you know all about the game, I'm going to play you the 2001 E3 uh, demo reel that they showed uh, in June before this game came out. And then on the other side, you'll hear me and Brian talking all about Luigi's Mansion. See you on the other side. trying to do at least three days a week and uh trying to take up those numbers just a little bit just a little bit at a time just slowly taking over the internet you know i don't know that i know anybody that has as much or energy <laughs> as brian dunaway does <laughs> i have to say um but hey we're here to talk about a, a video game what game did you pick Oh, you asked me my favorite video game, and I said Luigi's Mansion, of course, GameCube era. Oh, the, okay, not Luigi's Mansion 3, Luigi's Mansion. Well, the whole series is my favorite, but definitely the first one has has my heart. You it know, it, heart. it really it really holds it really holds me together. All right, let, let's talk about that one. So, of all the games, like, why does it hold your heart so much? Well, we're talking about we're, we're talking about the reluctant hero Luigi. So, already I'm sold because I like the reluctant hero. I like uh, comedy horror, and I like uh, comedy in my games. I used to love any game that would make me laugh back in the day, and Luigi's Mansion makes me laugh and challenges me without over challenging me. So. Uh when when you got this game like i'm trying to think of like what year this was like 
When did you did you get it right away when it first came out? Like when the GameCube first came out? Because it was a launch game, right? I believe it was a launch game, but I don't think I got it right away when it came out. So when did you end up picking it up eventually? I believe actually I didn't even get the GameCube right away because I was a little bit hesitant. I said, look at that little cube. I don't think so. So I waited. <laughs> right. <laughs> Handle. <I'm, laughs> Right. It was, I was like, I don't think so. Maybe. All right. Fine. Nintendo, you and your weirdo selves. Actually, I was kind of excited about the GameCube because I don't know if you remember back in the day, up until that point, uh, all of the Nintendo consoles had been cartridge based and I had been spoiled with my CD based uh, gaming consoles from other manufacturers. And I was a little bit, I was like, I was like, well, really going to have little CDs? You remember the GameCube, right? <laughs> they remember were the adorable. Video? They were so small. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, this was around two, it was early 2000s, 2001, two, something like that. Uh, when I picked up the GameCube finally, like about a year after launch. And I, the one of the first titles I got was Luigi's Mansion. And I had exactly zero expectations because, you know, Mario's the big guy, right? He's right. The, he's the guy. He's the man. Nintendo's always riding his coattails. Uh, Luigi's always been kind of off to the background there. And so I picked it up, started playing it. I love Ghostbusters, and I really felt like I was playing Ghostbusters, which was also a game that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was never a good one, you know? For oh, years, I, mean, I don't know if I can agree with that. Did you? You didn't up, pl- up until that point, right? Oh, oh, so oh I understand. Early? Yes. Okay. No, you're yeah, but, you're one hundred percent right. I was thinking uh, outside of the 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 time that Brian has his his either little purple or black box in his hand. <laughs> right. So up until that point, I was really jonesing for a good uh, Ghostbusters game, first person kind of action adventure, and that's what Luigi's Mansion gave me. Plus, it gave me all of this constant chatter in my in my head of Luigi walking around going Mario and. <laughs> Like I said, that's that's when the game captured my heart was when when Luigi, despite being put down constantly, you know, he's he's always playing second fiddle to Mario. Despite all of that, he really loves Mario. Right. Yeah. And so uh, King Boo came along and snatched uh, Mario at the very beginning of the game, like you would with a Princess Peach, except this time it was it was Mario and your hero was Luigi. And uh, so I, I I don't know what about that appeals to me exactly. I've never really had, you know, any psychoanalysis of why I pull for the, uh, you know, the the secondary character like that. But but I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I really enjoyed going through that uh, that game, uh, trying to locate Mario, pretending a little bit like I was playing the Ghostbusters game I always wanted and finding myself just uh, addicted to the gameplay. It's just, it's, you're constantly vacuuming stuff. You're just what you're, you're you got a suckomatic essentially. You're just walking around, you're sucking up stuff, sucking up coins. For what purpose? None. What are you going to do with those coins? Nothing really. Not at that point. Not in the first one. Right. You were just, right. You were just collecting coins. In the, in the end, spoiler, Luigi's Mansion, you get the mansion that right. is haunted. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. Because, you know, you're pretty much homeless until then. Well, <laughs> you're living with your brother in Princess Peach. I don't know if she actually lives with him, but it's not good. It's not good. It's not a good situation. Yeah, you're, you're the John Leguizamo to the Bob Hoskins. Uh, right. <laughs> it's just not working out well for you. It's not working out well at all. 
but uh yeah the, I, I it's definitely like i said the character the the sounds the the visuals everything just hit all the notes for me and most importantly the thing that kept coming coming back to me was or me coming back to it was uh was the gameplay uh it was it was challenging enough to uh to challenge me but not so hard for me to go eh i'm out cuz i don't like really really hard games i feel like the the animations for the the Luigi's Mansion games are really really incredibly well done amazing uh, yes. you you can feel his his like the terror that he feels even though it's really not all that scary but he no, is terrified and you can tell and it's awesome I, that's what I love about it people always ask me it's like isn't that game scary I'm like no it's a little cartoon character how would you be how would that ever be scary? I'm, I was trying. I'm racking my like Casper the ghost. Was that kind of scary? Not really. Not right. Really, almost but. like you. you <laughs> this is a weird comparison. But you and, and somebody you're you're my age. So you might uh, get this reference. But do you remember the Mickey Mouse and uh, Goofy and Donald Duck where they have to right. go and catch ghosts in the mansion? I remember that. Also remember the uh, the the flip side of that, the Warner Brothers side uh Quackbusters, I believe it was. Is that what uh, Daffy Duck and uh, and Bugs Bunny were like doing like some kind of weird early 90s thing, I think, maybe or 80s. I can't remember. I think it's Quackbusters. I think that's right. It might be. I just don't remember it. Right. No, but I'm with you. I'm down with that as well. I, I there was a while when everything wanted to, you know, bust ghost. Yeah. I mean, well, it had the hit song and all these celebrities were in it. So uh, that made a lot of sense. Uh, you you mentioned the gameplay and how you're just vacuuming everything up. It, it was always very satisfying in mm, that yeah. game when you went into a room and it's just filled with all of this crap and detritus for you to clean. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Every room was a challenge because you didn't know exactly where all the coins, the hidden hidden bars of gold that you were going to locate. By the way, the latest one, there's way more than just money and, and coins and stuff. There's all kinds of trash and stuff you suck up to. But in the original, I think it was mostly just coins and maybe some gold bars, if I remember correctly. Now I'm maybe getting three and one confused. But yes, you would go into a room and you would go up to like, the. by the way, just these room designs were just always fantastic to me. They really felt like you were going into a room that was well thought out you know, like it was all in a mansion. So there was like dressers or, you know, toilets or it was in the kitchen. But each one of these rooms is well decorated with objects that you would expect to see in a room like that. And uh, like if you would walk up to a drawer and you would you would vacuum it, it'll fly open and then coin will start come flying out. And you'll like you, you try to catch it in there. It's like <laughs> and there's such a satisfactory thing about sucking all that stuff up and and cleaning out a room completely. I never wanted to leave a room until I completely sucked all of the uh, the coin out of it into my little uh, my little ghost busting pack. Right. D did you play through the game multiple times or or just the once? Oh yes. No, believe it or not, that's 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 what I didn't realize how much I liked the game until I finished it and said, "Well, darn, I'm gonna play that again." And I immediately started again. I don't ever do that. I never. I have. I have access to so many games. It is just ridiculous. Always have. And it was just ridiculous to uh, think that I would play a game more than once. I'm like, I've got too many games to play. I don't have time for this. I've got to get on it. 
Did you notice anything the second or third time through that you, that you didn't notice that first time? Or were there things that jumped Absolutely. out at you? Absolutely. You can complete the game without discovering everything. So the second time I went through, I was more of a completionist. The first time I was kind of just, uh, I would get onto a task. You would get uh, Professor Egad would come along and give you a task to complete. And of course, you don't want to complete that task. So you, you may start hurrying in some of the rooms and you may not find all the secrets that are hidden. And so uh, I, the couple of parts I kind of zipped through, some of it I was mostly very thorough, but then going back through, I was like, oh yeah, look at that. It did this and it did this. And even when I got down to the bosses, I was like, oh yeah, I remember how I did it last time. Let's see if I can do it even faster. So I almost want to speed run and I don't like to speed run, but I almost want to speed run Luigi's Mansion, the first one. I want to go back and do that. It's a, it's a pretty, like it was, it was criticized it, it, it i i personally think it's a fantastic game a lot of people right, criticized right. it for how short it was is Absolutely. that something that you enjoyed about it it being a shorter game or would were you somebody who had wished that it was much longer to give you more time no. in that world no, absolutely not. I think it was I think it was just the right amount in my opinion. Some people did think it was a little short, but I thought it it fit very neatly. I felt like the story progressed and it it met its natural end in the time constraint that was that it was put in. And so to me it it was fulfilling, but I absolutely get it. Some, you know, if if you're a gamer and you can only buy one game, you know, once every 6 months and you know, you 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 go drop, you know, I I guess it was like 50 bucks for the GameCube at that point in time. I mean, you're going to expect you, you want 50 bucks worth of entertainment, right? And I mean, this is early 2000s. So, you know, you're expecting at least 20 hours worth of gaming. And when you get anything less than that, you're like, oh, it's disappointing. That was kind of disappointing because <laughs> other games are longer. Why can't this one be that long? And I'm like, I don't think it needed to be. I mean, you, you could you could certainly the the development team could have certainly, you know, lengthened the time and, uh, you know, and probably made more rooms but I, I don't think it would have I don't think it would have served the game any and I don't think it would have served the story any I think you would have probably felt at some point that you were just spinning your wheels uh, and I got a little bit of that from three I got a little bit of a wheel spinning feeling occasionally like oh I'm just you know I'm just, uh, just kind of just grinding through this why do I have to go why do I have to go catch this one thing 12 different times you're just you know, you're looping me through something that really isn't adding anything to the gaming experience other than length of time. No, thank you. I've yeah, got, I've got other things to do. I feel like that's something. I mean, they could have easily said uh, in order to open door Y, you have to earn X number of coins. So right. go through and find this many coins and then you can buy a key to open this door to progress. And they didn't do that. And I, I per personally, for me, I think that that's good as uh, somebody who has a very, very short attention span, uh, getting into right. a game. And, and uh, when I see like on the back of the box, when it says 80 hours of gameplay, that does not yeah. entice me. That scares me no. away. Are, are you somebody who usually kind of runs from that? Right. Unless if, if it's a story driven game, absolutely. If it's an open world game, you know, they usually won't put the time on there. I expect my open world games to be lengthy and that's mm -hmm. okay because there's a lot to explore, but in a story driven game, oh my gosh, 80 hours. I'm like, you know, oh, if it gets, if it gets above like uh 20 hours, I, I really have to question. I'm like, oh, do I really have time to really enjoy this story? 
right. to its fullest because I mean, when you get in 30 and 40 hours, you're, you're really, whew, you're really hunkering down for some gameplay there. So, but I don't criticize anybody. If, if that's your jam, if you like living in a world like that and you like those long epic games, more power to you. But I, like I said, the way I play this fit in with the way I play perfectly. Yeah. I personally feel like it's like the best of both worlds is when they, when you can complete the story in 20 hours or so, but then you can go back and do other stuff for a very, very long period of time. That's, that's more, um, appealing to, to me as somebody who does not have lots and lots of time. You mentioned lots and lots of games to play. Exactly. If you've got too many games to play, which I think at this point, I mean, maybe we didn't have that issue back in the era of the GameCube as much, but in today, oh my God, like there's, yeah, there we've got humble bundle. We've got, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, the Epic game store giving us out free games all the time. We've got just so many sources for giving us games, the origin, giving us games. Everybody's giving us games. Come visit our store and have a game. (laughs) I can't believe we're complaining about this, Brian. (laughs) Like I said, it's really an embarrassment of riches. But even back during the GameCube days, I was every. okay. I have I have a I have a confession. Oh, boy. Confession. I'm ready to hear your confession. Uh, GameStop. I still love GameStop. I love brick and mortar stores. I because I like going in and talking to uh, the the people there. I I can't I can't speak for everybody's GameStop. I'm sure. Uh, there's other places the GameStop is, you know, employed by people who are not nice. Ours has always been nice. Ours is one of the biggest uh, in our, I have a live in kind of a smaller town. It's not super small, but it's, eh, it's mid-sized, smallish town. And we have some of the biggest sales at our GameStop uh, as far as numbers go. I've talked to these guys. We do really good. So when they were shutting down these games, GameStop stores recently, we weren't even worried about it because in our region, we kick it because nice. people, people love going in and looking and perusing and everybody's nice that works there. Maybe the exception to the rule. I don't know about your GameStop, but mine is really good. And anyway, so here's the confession. I used to hate going into GameStop and feeling like I was left out of any area. So I had to have every console because... I didn't like going into GameStop and going, oh, I've got to go to the, you know, the PlayStation section and I can't look, I can't look anywhere because I'm <laughs> married to the PlayStation section because I've, you know, I've only got this one console and I'm like, I can't look over there at the GameCube. Only look at the blue games. <laughs> right. Only look at the blue games. So it's, it's not like that. So I, the, I so I, I was, I, it, it worked on me. It's, I guess it's a psychology thing. And it just, it's like, yeah, we know what? I need this console and this console because I want to open the world of those gaming consoles. So I had a lot of games. And my kids love games. And so I'd always use I'd use, use the kids as an excuse. Oh, yeah, the kids need video games. <laughs> need video games. So when you got your GameCube, um, I know you didn't get it right away. But when you ended up getting right. it, which color GameCube did you get? Oh, my gosh. I had to get the purple. You had to get no the question. purple. You had to get the purple. I mean, the the black look. I eventually got the black as well. I actually have uh, two blacks and a purple still. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, what can I say? And I, I actually, I, I looked at the silver for a long time. I wanted the silver one, and I never could convince myself that I needed the silver one because no. it's just a color. It's just a color, Brian. And I always wanted the yellow one too. That was always just 
super ugly, but I liked it. <laughs> so when you say the silver one, you don't mean the one that had like the the lights that came off of it and would place, uh, um, was it DVDs? No, I wasn't that cool. No, oh, okay. No, I don't mean that one. No, there was, I think it was just a silver one. I'm not even sure what part of the generation, because, you know, they started mixing it up as they, as they mm-hmm. went along. They started introducing different colors. Uh, I suppose the, was the yellow one. Was it a, was it Pokemon uh, or was I, that, or was it Donkey Kong? I don't remember. Uh, I know that I Donkey Kong had a yellow, uh, controller on the N64, but I, I don't know how uh, they did that on, on GameCube. Right. I can't remember now. I did. I did go down a GameCube rabbit hole at one point in time, and I wanted to uh, modify one and do all kinds of cool stuff. And then I was like, "Wake up, Brian! Get time for that." <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever stream old old games like uh, on your Twitch channel, like old GameCube games? I I have done that in the past. I have not done it recently because I was trying to get. Uh, I started my Twitch stream this past year, and uh, I had absolutely zero idea what i was doing when i started like anybody other than you know i've i've created podcasts but it's mostly voice work and i'm like oh i gotta get in the video stuff too and game capture i'm like all right and i notice everybody's using green screens too and i mean i i've done you know i've done some film stuff so i kind of i understand the concepts but do i know how to make it work and uh no not really so uh (laughs) So I, I really fought that. And so that what games I was playing needed to be things that were easily accessible. So I've done a lot of Xbox games. I originally started doing a lot of PC games because I would just used one PC uh, to do everything, capture game and stream and everything. And I found that to be not working well for me. Uh, and so I started doing console stuff because it was just easier. I could just I could just hit a game and go. But I do have all of my old school game consoles and my minis. Uh, I have all the minis, I think. Now I have the uh, Genesis. I just got that about a month ago. I got the Super Nintendo mini. I got the NES mini. I got the PlayStation mini. And uh, since this is all hooked up through HDMI, I'm trying to get around to having time to do that. It's, it's on my list of do very soon for the new year. So you're gonna you're gonna get a couple of uh, HDMI switches so you can start playing these old games on your stream. Switch, man! I've got so many switches. <laughs> I've got so many cables and so many converters and everything else. Yeah, but the GameCube is one that I I, I want to do, and I've I actually have purchased a uh, HDMI converter that converts up, and I've I've done a little bit of it. Uh, I've played some Metroid, but I wasn't exactly happy with uh, how the capture looked. So I need to, uh, I gotta, I gotta work a little bit on it. Gotcha. Uh, Cause it's, it's still, it's still pretty low res when you really get down to it. Uh, if you stretch it to the full length of the, you know, the, the screen. So uh, 1080, it's kind of rough still. Cause you know, that stuff wasn't, that wasn't 1080. That GameCube was not 1080. My friend. No, no, it was, it was a uh, 480, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I want to say it was 480 cause it was, it was uh, DVD quality. It's mm-hmm. video, that kind of stuff. Or actually, it wasn't even DVD quality because it didn't play DVDs. Oh, true. Yeah, it played yeah. those little mini disc, which were, uh, which which I I loved the mini disc because it was really because it made the GameCube. Oh, the GameCube was just so cool. I love the GameCube and just pressing the little button, it pops up, put your little put your little disc in there. The only problem is when you go so much smaller with those disc. You know, it was definitely a, it was definitely for copyright protection uh, when when Nintendo was thinking. Um, but the only problem is since they're so small, uh, there's no room for, uh, 
error correction. So your standard DVD and CDs, th there's actually a lot of er there's a lot of error correction. So if you hit a scratch or something like that, it's okay. It can handle oh. it. Uh, yeah. If you if you if you scratch one of those uh, GameCube games, guess what? It's all over. You was in some trouble. Yeah, you was in trouble. So you had to, you had to treat those things like gold, like gold. So you treated Luigi's Mansion like gold. What's your what's your absolutely strongest memory? from that game like what's your favorite boss fight or uh just oh. like maybe like opening it up and trying it for the first time what's your strongest memory from luigi's mansion absolutely it's got to be the the entryway just uh it just it just blew my mind because i didn't like i said i had no expectations and just that starting screen starting over i did it i started over so many times just because i would just go okay well i'm gonna start a new save because i didn't want to be in the middle of the game because there's a little bit of a story to it. There's not a lot of story, but I didn't like getting lost. So every couple of months I would come back and I would, I would always start over. And every time I started over and the music and the atmosphere, every time it just, it just hits me. And I, I still get that. It's like watching, you know, like a good theme song to a TV show. You mm -hmm. know, you, you, you probably loved whatever, you know, a team or whatever it was back in the day. But, uh, but really, I mean, do you ever watch Magnum PI? I mean, this is yeah. old school stuff. Okay, so you probably all watch Magna PI, or at least know what I'm talking about. Uh, so Magna PI, to a, a young child who I was at the time, I was just a little kid. Most of the story was boring as crap. I mean, it was it was not something that my you know young mind really got. But that theme song, oh my god, that theme song, man! I was always like, I was always down to at least starting to watch Magna PI. <laughs> are, are you a fan of Stranger Things? Absolutely, love Stranger Things. I'm looking at a uh, looking at. Uh, my vinyl right here. Got my Stranger Things uh, season one vinyl, which I love. So did you? Okay, in season three, and th there's no real spoilers here. In season three, there's a character who wears like a Hawaiian shirt, and he's growing a mustache. Did you right. see the the mashup that they did with yes. that character and uh, Magnum PI's theme song? No, wait a minute. Maybe I have it. Oh my wait, god! Wait, you I'm have trying to think. I'm trying to. See, I'm trying to think. I have it or not. You you would 100% remember. If yeah. uh, if you've seen it, I will send it to you right after we're done with the with the uh, with recording. Uh, I'm not you're sure going if I remember it. it or if I believed it so hard that it should be something that that I actually no, just believe in my head. Oh, by the way, I'm super excited about the new Black Widow stuff because oh, of yeah. that Hawaiian shirt, dude. <laughs> Me too. I think that, that he so is a wonderful actor, and I can't wait to see him in more stuff. Um, so lovable. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, he, he's great. And uh, it, he makes me want to watch Hellboy, even though it got yeah, really, yeah. really poorly reviewed. And I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. I haven't seen it yet either. But I, I really want to see it. It's, it's on my short list. Um, What did you think of Professor Egad, this brand new character that got added to the Mario universe and hasn't been anywhere else other than hanging yeah. out in kind of harassing Luigi? Right. Sucka, sucka. He, it's, it's, <laughs> he, he talks like an Ewok. You know, he's got that, that pseudo speak, whereas, you know, it's not real speak. So, uh, and he's got one big tooth and he's got really big, thick glasses and I hate him, but I love him. I hate love him. So... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really have no. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't go out and buy like. Uh, oh look, they got a Professor Egad uh, T-shirt. I, I got to have this. Uh, it's just it's just not like that. But it, but he's needed. He's needed uh, to to continue the story forward. And you almost just want to as Luigi. You're just like you just want to roll your eyes. But it puts Luigi in a good frame because you're like, oh, 
Luigi's really, he's a trooper, man. He's really, <laughs> he's just really doing this, isn't he? He's, he's the man. He is. Uh, Egad, I feel like he adds, He like he's obviously there for exposition and, you know, exactly. for gameplay mechanics. But I, I just wish, he's so ridiculous. <laughs> I wish that they would give him his own game because right. it would just be really, really funny. I think... Yeah. Maybe eighty five per maybe eighty percent of the humor in Luigi's Mansion comes from the interaction between Luigi and Professor Egad, and I just love how the the localization team for Luigi's yeah, Mansion yeah. Three does an amazing or or well any of them they just do an right. amazing job making really funny puns and jokes and stuff throughout yeah. the whole game. It, it it always that's why I say it just keeps me laughing the whole time. I'm always I'm always smiling when I'm playing it, which I did not do when I played the new God of War the couple of years ago, but I still enjoyed, but I didn't smile one bit. Wasn't there was no smiling. But this game makes me smile every every time. And I'll tell you, they they did lengthen the gameplay we talked about earlier in Luigi's Mansion 3. It it seems like it, it goes a little longer and they're and they've got some multiplayer components that so they're trying to give you longer life on this game. So they definitely listened to the, the, you know, to the critics, but, uh, but the, the room design and the, it's actually the floor design. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's all about floors. I was, I just, the floor designs are just fantastic. I, I didn't like how they tried to like stitch them together. Like the floors, they tried to try to stitch them together with some, with some, uh, elements that I didn't care for, but each floor felt like it had its own design team. And they right. were just told, here's the game mechanics. Uh, you know, here's the theme, make something. And I, it, every time you would get onto the floor, it really feels like a different universe because you have to learn. Sometimes you have to learn new techniques. Sometimes you don't have to learn any new technique, any new techniques, but sometimes you do. And, uh, you always feel like you're doing, you know, it, it feels different each time. I feel like that's something that Nintendo is exceedingly good at is saying, here's a new technique that your character can do take the next uh, X number of hours or the next couple of levels to master it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to give you something new where a lot of other games, they will kind of throw everything at you early on so that you right. feel powerful and right. you don't get this slow ramp up. And I think Nintendo does that exceedingly well, uh, especially for games like Luigi's Mansion or uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, yes. like those kind of things. They just do such a good job with, or, 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 Another GameCube great, Super Mario Galaxy. Like, oh yes, I played. That would probably that would be up there too. I played that to completion, and I went back for a second time, but I didn't play all the way through again. But I, I definitely went back. So, was there anything about Luigi's Mansion that you you, you looked at and you're just like, man, I wish they had done this different? Or for you, is it just like, you know, you know, you Perfection. put your you put your fingers to your lips and you do that little thing. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. So, hmm, that's a good question. I do remember being frustrated, but I think it was, I think it was mostly the controller that frustrated me. And I can't necessarily blame the game, but sometimes I felt like they asked me to do some things with the controller that weren't comfortable. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. Do you remember the GameCube I... kind of the controller? For years, the GameCube was my favorite controller, which yes. I know is weird. And the thing, the thing I no. liked it so much about it was the face buttons because they were all yes. a different shape. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. But 
you could get really fatigued. It was it was a fatiguing controller in 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 my hands mm-hmm. for me. I would I would often get fatigue from that. Kind of like I hated the let's really go back. I hated the Atari twenty six hundred uh, <laughs> joystick. That thing tore my hands up so bad. There were so many blisters. It was you know it was but it 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 did the job right. We had to learn. We didn't know. Let me ask you a question real quick about the 2600 controller. And and I know this is way off topic, but you brought it up. Uh, This is a weird thing that I feel like I noticed about myself that I don't think anybody else ever did. When I was playing a game on my Atari 2600, what I would tend to, I would, I would obviously, I would hold the controller in my left hand joystick in my right hand because the red button is on the the left side. right? Right. And I would hold the joystick part stationary. And I right, would right. move with my left hand the controller right. itself. Am I? Did I would you ever that. do that? I would occasionally do that. That's that was part of the fatigue. I mean, you wouldn't think that uh, the 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 tension to to move that stick one way or the other uh, is, is really fatiguing. But I mean, I used to go on gaming marathons, and yeah, I would definitely switch it up. I'd be like, okay, that's it. My my hand is. And my, you know, the, the, the palm of my hand is now at this point is, is rubbed raw. Maybe if I kind of, you know, rotate around with this, maybe it'll, it'll make it a little bit better. So I, I did that. I didn't do it a lot, but I did do it. I know what you're talking about. I, I can feel it now. All right. So I know that we're here to talk about Luigi's mansion, but I've got one more question about Atari since you brought it up. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm, I, I doubt mm-hmm. pe- very many people are going to talk about Atari games on this show. Right. Um, so what's Rarity. your favorite Atari game? Well, I would say. I would, that's a toss up. I played so much Pitfall. Okay. The first one. Uh, but I also played so much Defender. If you ask me which one I want to play right now, it would probably be Pitfall. Okay. I mean, I can, it, that's fair. It, yeah. I, I think Pitfall is it. Now, you you know what people complain about, uh, complain about the ET. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't think, think that's as bad, bad as they, as everybody says it is. It, I don't think it was. It, 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 obviously, it was rushed. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've watched documentaries on it, but uh, what was there? I mean, and, and maybe once again, it's all that perspective. I didn't get E.T. until it was in the clearance bin. You know? <laughs> and so when you when you pay 50 cents for a game, uh, pretty much anything rocks. It's like, yeah, that's great. I'd like 50 cents. <laughs> that's awesome. But, right. Uh, is there anything else about Luigi's Mansion that uh, that you, that you would just want to say before we wrap up? Absolutely. I will. I will. You know what I hate? I hate when I actually rescue Mario because when I actually rescue Mario, he always, you immediately realize how secondary Luigi really is. And it's just like, it's almost heartbreaking because Mario's pretty, he's like that. He He's such a nice guy, but he doesn't realize what a jerk he is. Right. So it's like, whatever I rescue him and he pops out and he's like, Oh, that's a goal. Let's do it. And it's like, I'm just like, ah, settle down, man. <laughs> I got this. I got this thing going on with Luigi. You know, we're all like Mario, and you know, we're 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 chill. And you're like, you know, you're you're jacked up. Go to go back to the Mario Sunshine or something. Get get out of here. You're too you're too happy for this place. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so thank you very much, Brian. This was super fun to, to talk about Luigi's Mansion. I'm very excited that uh, you picked that game because it is a wonderful game. And one of one of my favorite GameCube games that I got to play on that uh, on that system. Um, usually, 
When we end the show, I ask the, the guest to say the motto of the show, which is the resolution doesn't matter. Okay, okay. And do I just start? The resolution doesn't matter. The theme song for 143 Pixels is Through a Cardboard World by Tony Lays. You can find more of their music at tonylays.bandcamp.com. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can find it at Pixels143. And if you want to follow me, I'm at RunJumpStomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, head on over to gstu.net.